Hi, this is Adam Carroll, host of the Build a Bigger Life podcast. In speaking and traveling all over the world, I meet some of the most interesting people. When I meet someone who embodies what it means to me to be the architect of their own life, I invite them to be on the show. The interview you're about to hear is one of these people. Someone who's choosing life over lifestyle, pursuing more of what they love to do and less of what they have to do. The blueprint to get you doing more of what you love is available for download at buildabiggerlife.com. Now, on to the interview. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Build a Bigger Life podcast. It's me, Adam Carroll, here with a fantastic new guest named Marissa Medden. Uh, Marissa is a, it's a really interesting interview, and I loved interviewing Marissa because she and I definitely see eye to eye in terms of building a life that serves your life. Uh, she is designing her own path. She's about to embark on an international travel experience. So she's going to work remotely in Bali, building her information service business. She'll talk about how she's doing that, um, and and ultimately through stubbornness, through creativity, and through a little dose of entrepreneurship. I think you'll be inspired to make some changes yourself through Marissa's interview. And in the meantime, you'll also hear some of Marissa's tips for getting college paid for, how to stand out in a crowded field and uh, what she learned while working in corporate America at Pepsi in marketing. I really think you'll dig the interview. Let's hear from her herself. Oh my gosh, it works. Woo. <laughs> Marissa Medden, welcome to the Build a Bigger Life podcast. Thank you, Adam. So excited to be here today. <laughs> I am honored that you're with me for a number of reasons. One is you're incredibly passionate about the topic that we're going to talk about today. Two, yes. you're about to embark on something <laughs> ridiculously cool. And yeah, three, <laughs> I was like just meeting, you know, cool entrepreneurs who are doing crazy, Likewise. mad, cool so things. So nice to society. speak to you. <laughs> yeah, you too. Hey, what do you love about your life right now? I want to say, well, besides the the baseline of just having an incredible family, supportive friends, all of that, um, what I really love about life right now is I love that I'm creating a really intentional life uh, with a really flexible lifestyle. So I have very recently, um, you know, especially in the last nine months, but over the past two, three years, really started realizing that I didn't have to live the life that, you know, everybody just kind of gets boxed into and that I was able to kind of design my own path and, you know, do things day to day and by the hours and weeks and nights, mornings, however, however I wanted to live. Um, and that includes work as well. But um, I just love that I'm living a really flexible lifestyle on my own terms right now. That's fantastic. And did you know that that freedom and flexibility was important to you before, or did it sort of smack you upside the head at some point? I had no idea. Um, you know, I, I've been asked a question before, like, are you living the, in other terms, like, are you living the life you want to live? And if you had asked me, you know, when I was doing the corporate thing and just, you know, going to college and getting the job and doing whatever, it was what I wanted to be doing at the time. Yeah. Cause I didn't know any better. And I think as I got into the corporate grind and I was commuting really far and doing all these things, I just started learning, um, when I caught the travel bug, I, I took some time off. I went traveling and was like, how can I live with two to three weeks of vacation a year? I want to be everywhere. Um, you know, I think so that was the first part of it. And now I'm just kind of 
on this mission to to really deliberately build a lifestyle around what I want. And uh, I think I came to realize that I can be quite stubborn. I didn't want to um, be held accountable to anyone but myself. And here I am today. That's awesome. I love that. You didn't yeah. want to be held any to, accountable to anyone but yourself. <laughs> so you build this yes. lifestyle that works for you. Exactly. Yeah. One of the first tenets of building a bigger life is understanding that you are the architect of your own life. Yes. And I think many people, myself included in the past, don't understand that they can do that or think that they already are and maybe aren't. So I, yes. I love that that's your message and I'm a firm believer of it as well. What fears stand in your way or stood in your way? What do you have to get over? Because you're, you're probably like other people who have fears about this lifestyle you're about to go on. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. What fears did you overcome? So many, and I think so many that I didn't know I would even come up against. But to start with, the biggest fear, so my background, you know, I worked at Pepsi for over six years in marketing, just kind of climbing up the ladder and, you know, building this career for myself at a company that I invested a lot of time with and that, you know, had really wonderful people. And for me, you know, I saw when people, people either stayed and kept going or when they left, you know, they went to really awesome places and kept, you know, going to other cool companies and doing cool things. And like, that's what you did. And the same with, you know, college friends and my business school friends and all of that. And so for me to start, the hardest part was like getting off that train and saying, you know what, I'm quitting my job. I'm starting a new company. And it was terrifying to think like, if I don't like it, like I've, I you know think about like my career is like, you know, this like upward projection of like, okay, I've gotten off and now no one will hire me or I can't get back in or I've spent all this time wasted. And it's been in fact the very opposite. And now I, I don't want to go back to, to the corporate world. And I've also learned more than I ever possibly could kind of um, in this entrepreneur world. So if I ever did want to go back, I think my skills are magnified but that was definitely the hardest start for sure isn't that interesting that there's a there's a message or or this uh narrative that's hidden within corporate america that if you leave yeah. you will be thrown out there is no getting back in how do <laughs> there i ever is no getting back and it's absolutely not true yeah um but it was it was such a fear and you know i talked to tons of friends who were on the fence about it and as i encouraged them it's like just jump off do it but that's what really holds a lot of people back from the start. And then once you get going, there's all of these fears of how am I going to make money and what am I doing and what have I done and why will anybody believe in the product I'm selling and, and on and on and on. So I think being an entrepreneur, I've learned is really just a mind game of one step at a time, just like taking fears and being like, okay, I hear you. I got it. It's, you know, it's maybe a legitimate fear, but like we got this and we're, we're moving forward. Yeah. And I say we as like my fear and me, they, <laughs> yeah. they have to be separate. <laughs> yeah. It's you and the two people on your shoulders, right? Like, no, 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 we really will be fine. I promise. Exactly, no, no matter what exactly. he, she says or she said. Exactly. Um, so your business is an online business. You're, you're yeah. marketing an info product essentially, or a course. Yes. Um, and tell me how that, originated? What was the genesis of that product? Yeah, absolutely. So as you kind of hinted at, I run a business, um, I have an online course that helps parents navigate college admissions from start to finish, everything they need to know. And it happened. Um, so actually, when, when I quit my job in marketing at Pepsi, I was running an e-commerce business to start. And as I was 
just learning about business, kind of taking everything I could, I learned that email lists were the most important thing to grow any, any business. And I saw this Facebook ad that was like, how to grow your email list. I was like, yes, I, I do need to do that. <laughs> need to know that. Um, yeah. And it turned out to just be this whole um, world of online courses and, and what they are and how you can really package together anything you're passionate about and want to share and want to help people first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so that's kind of how I started this. It was as they were teaching about online courses, it was like, you know, what do you really care about? And I had thought about times, um, you know, going into the college admissions world. I had, um, during my time at Pepsi, I used to always go back to my campus at University of Michigan every year to do recruiting and talk to college kids. And I was like, I just love talking to these kids about their futures and where they want to go. And I just really loved my own college experience, I think, way more than a lot of my peers. And I think it really set me up for success. And so as I was thinking about, you know, what business do I really want to run? Um, I realized that helping kids get to these colleges where they would succeed and thrive and do well in the world was what I wanted to do. And I loved visiting college campuses and I just could talk about it forever. And I realized that was important. So I ended up teaching the parents because um, they, I realized, are the ones who really guide the kids and having them be informed and empowered can make a huge difference in helping their kids. So again, I created this online course that um, really just empowers the parents to understand everything and know every part start to finish of what they need to be doing each year in high school. And I just really, I really love helping these families. You, so, yeah, um, on your site, get there. On your site, you mentioned a little bit about, um, I think there's some stuff about scholarships. There's certainly a lot about the application process and, and all yeah. of that. Uh, a financial advisor told me at one point that the single most complicated thing we do in in our life technically is is planning for retirement. The second yeah. most complicated thing is figuring out the college admissions process and how to pay for it and all of that. So I think <laughs> it you're is in, very complicated. Yeah, it is, and you're in really good territory here because most parents I found are completely in the dark. Is that yeah. what you're, is that what you're finding? Absolutely. You know, it's funny. Um, you know, my parents, when they applied to college, and now there's kind of like a middle ground of, of the next generation of it. But my parents were like, I don't know, we just picked some schools and we, you know, filled out a paper application and we sent them in and that was that. And I know kind of, you know, maybe 10 years above me, the parents who are helping their kids now are just like, our parents just told us to go to college and and we did. And now it's just really complicated. And I think it's unfortunate. I wish it wasn't so complicated, but it really truly is. And I think if you don't have someone to teach you what you need to know, there's kind of two parts. I feel like I've seen parents just one always have this uneasy feeling like they're not doing something that they should be. And it's usually the case. And then the second part is that you don't know what you don't know. And so even if you're, you know, trying to help your kids with X, Y, and Z, you might be forgetting A, B, and C, and you'll never have any idea. And there's ways to help your kid find the right colleges and um, become a really strong applicant, but not in a way, I feel like there's this kind of like forced um, thought of kids these days that they have to pretend to be interested in all these things. The message that I share and what I teach in my course is how kids can really leverage things that they're really, truly, actually interested in and become these awesome standout candidates and how to tell their story. 
And I teach that all in the course. So um, yeah, I think that it is complicated and I am there to help parents navigate it. I love it. I love it. So we have this course, it's online. It's going to yeah. allow you now, getting into the building of bigger life, <laughs> yeah. to take what step? You're about to embark on this massive journey. Tell us about that. Yeah, so in about three weeks, I am packing up all my things, um, moving some things to storage, but I am going to be, I got a one-way ticket to Bali, so I will be traveling around Southeast Asia um, at least until the end of the year. So I kind of have a minimum of four months, um, maybe longer, um, you know, I've decided at, at least within, and then um, if I want to come back, I will, and if I want to keep traveling, I will, and I'll be working I'll be slow traveling and working full time as I do it. So cool. So cool. Yeah. It, you know, what it is too is you're demonstrating that this is possible for other people. Um, and I think it was Tim Ferriss in the book, The Four Hour Work Week, which we talked about pre interview. Yeah. That he said, when you make money in dollars and you live on uh, pesos, right? And you pay people <laughs> yes. in rupees, you can live a really incredible lifestyle. <laughs> So you're doing some semblance of that, I think. Yeah, and I think there's this misconception about travel where people think you have to like work, 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 and either retire and travel or like to do what I'm doing at my age. People have this conception that you have to work really hard, save all this money, quit your job, travel on your savings, and then come back, and yep. you know it ends. And there's this whole different world now where you really, really, really can work online from anywhere in the world and still do your job just well, still make money. And you have to be intentional. Everything I did with my business, um, you know, I could have just done one-on-one -on -one consulting and one, I felt I could reach more people through an online course, but it also, I knew I'd be traveling in different time zones and, um, you know, it doesn't always match up. So my online course can help people anywhere and I can respond by email, by Facebook, when I'm on and, and I'm on, but it may be a different time. So, yeah. um, I just, yeah, I hope to inspire people to realize that, um, you know, it's actually going to be less expensive for me to be living in Bali, to be living in Thailand, um, a lot cheaper, actually, I'll be essentially making more cause I'm spending less and, um, yeah. I'm not quitting anything. I'm not living off of savings. And so there is another world out there is, is the message I want to share. So when you said, you made a comment about, I'm going to pack up all my things. Some things are going into, <laughs> into storage. Yeah. Are you a minimalist? Do you have a lot or do you, do you tend to keep things on the, on the, Ooh, on the minimum? Um, that's a funny question. I try to be a minimalist. I think if I let myself go, it's like, I love to keep all the, all the things. Um, but I have to, I always feel really good when I release it. And I read, I can't remember the name of the book. Um, I read, I'm, I'm like an avid reader of everything I can get my hands on now, but, um, I, I feel more free with a simplistic lifestyle. So the more I can like get rid of things and I'll be traveling with just to carry on and backpack and, um, then I'll really be living the minimalist life just cause it's easier, but, um, it's something I wish came easier, but that I definitely try to do. Yes. Okay, good. And, <laughs> and will there be, uh, you clearly won't have a, a lease or anything back home, right? You're just cutting ties to go over there and then we'll figure it out when you get back. Exactly. Exactly. If, if and when you come back. I say. <laughs> if and when we'll see, we'll yeah. see. So I do have a place and someone is staying here. Um, while I'm gone and then, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know yet, Very but cool. I think that's the beauty of it. You don't need to know. And when the time comes, I'll do what I'm feeling. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I have to imagine that there are people out there asking you what if questions, well, what if you get sick? What if you 
uh, get lost. What if, what if you're abducted? What if, what are some of the what if questions you're getting from, I'm assuming parents or, or. Yeah. People friends. aren't so specific, but my parents are definitely, they, I, I given them like a nine month notice that this was coming and they're like taking it back at first. It's something I've been talking about wanting to do for a very long time. So I know they're not totally surprised, but you know, they have, of course, you know, like, you know, they say until you're a parent, Marissa, you won't understand the fear that we have. And so I respect that. I'm sorry, parents still traveling, but it is safe out there. And the way I look at it is you can't let the fears hold you back. Um, you know, there, there's actually an earthquake in the island next to Bali where I'm going. And my dad tried to be really polite and say, you know, do you know what happened? I was like, yes, dad. <laughs> yes, I heard it was on a different island. Everybody's okay. But, you know, it's like there's, I've been in an earthquake when I was working in New York. It was smaller. It's like, that was strange, but something can happen everywhere. And yeah. it's the same fear of quitting, you know, your job. There's, if you let the fear override you, you know, anything that you can get in a car accident here, something could happen there. So, you know, try to be safe and be prepared. And I've, you know, got all my vaccines and, and all of that and things might happen and hopefully it won't, but you know, just got to live. <laughs> you will meet a whole nother uh, culture or subculture. I bet of folks over there, because I know for those listening that may not be aware, Bali is, is an entrepreneurial hotbed. There's lots yes. of backpackers, lots of digital entrepreneurs that are out yep. and about in Bali. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a community there already? You know, it's funny. Um, and we didn't talk about this before, but I'll actually be traveling um, at least to start with a group called Wi-Fi Tribe. Um, okay. I don't know if you've heard of them. No. So I'm super excited about it. I haven't started it yet, but it's basically a community. Uh, you know, so when I started this lifestyle, um, when I quit my job, everything I did was I wanted to be able to live flexibly and travel and for the past two years, I've definitely traveled more than I would have otherwise, but I only go for like a week or two here or there. And usually it's when I can like convince a friend to come with me or a family member or somewhat and not afraid to travel alone, but I, you know, I like to have people around me. And so this group is basically, there's chapters through, um, throughout the year, usually a month at a time, um, in two to three places throughout the world. So there's like 300 maybe plus, um, call them digital nomads that are part of the, of Wi-Fi tribe. And so in Bali, it's basically a house that's set up for that month where people will come live. And so it's all people around my age who either work remotely for, you know, a company back home, have their own business, do whatever it is that they can do remotely. And everyone lives together, travels together. And it's this really awesome community that feels like a family. And so you can keep doing those or, you know, then people venture out and travel together later, or you can go and come home and come back. And it's this Really, really awesome group. So I'm pumped about that. That's super cool. Yeah. Who who, who started that? Um, it's a guy from Germany um, started it. So it's um, there's people from all over the world who are part of it. So I'm just super excited to, you know, one thing I love about traveling is meeting new friends and meeting people from all over the world from different cultures that I might not come across here. And so it's just really, really wonderful. Um, and there's, there's lots of different ones that have kind of popped up, but I love this one because it really felt like a family and a community. And it was really flexible to say, if you want to go for one month and come home, you can, if you want to do it for five months in a row, you can, or, you know, pick and choose and there's locations all over the world. So it's, yeah. it's a really, really neat program. I love that you are automatically plugged into the community. Yeah, because I I would guess that's the hardest part. Somebody goes to a new place and they 
Yeah. It takes some time to grow roots and meet friends and all those kinds of things, particularly if you're someone who maybe that doesn't come as easily to. So, exactly. yeah, I love that. That's cool. Um, yeah. I, so I, this is like teasing a future <laughs> show, but I would love to have a chat with you when you're there. And yeah, we absolutely should. <laughs> get you on the show again and just be like, okay, so tell us about what life is like actually there in the tribe. In the yes, tribe. Yes, let's schedule it in the tribe. I'm so excited to to meet my tribe and be in Asia. And it's it's been a long goal. I've traveled a ton of places, but I'm yet to do that part of the world. So yeah, we should definitely I'll connect and let you know what it's like to actually be working, you know, a time zone that's completely opposite and hanging hanging with people and traveling. I will hold you to that. <laughs> uh, so I would love to switch gears just a little bit. And I'm gonna ask yeah. you a few questions towards the end about books that have been impactful and what's, what's changed for you yeah. uh, just from, from college graduation until today. But I also would like to touch on the college aspect of this. So yeah. spend two or three minutes here talking about what is some of the advice you give? So if I'm and my daughter's 15, she's oh, a sophomore. You're in the heart of it. You're um, perfect. <laughs> so yeah, t- this is like uh, a little bit of therapy <laughs> for free for me and my daughter. Personal advice here. <laughs> so what would you tell a parent like me who has a 15-year-old daughter and two boys behind her? Yeah. What do they need to be doing to, to be well prepared and, and uh, ready to apply? That's such a good question. And I think usually my advice is kind of the opposite of what people think. So I know in the past there was this, um, always this talk, this word to be like the perfect, well-rounded student. And like, you should be the best at everything and you should play the instrument and be the best at the sport and be on the debate team and this and that and like everything. Right. And we only have 24 hours in a day. And realistically, like, unless you're a superhuman, you, you know, nobody can do that. And so the advice that I give is, um, I like to say to be a, a thoroughly spiky person instead of a well-rounded person, spiky. I like it. <laughs> spiky person. And so if you think I'm like a very visual person. So if I think of like a curve that like everybody thinks you're supposed to be doing and instead just like have these like two spikes, maybe one, two, three tops of uh, things that your kid is just super passionate about yeah. and it shouldn't be anything forced. So when I, when I say this, it's like, what is, you know, you think about your daughter, it's like, what does she want to talk to you about all day long? What could she research? What does she want to participate in? And it could be a sport. It could be, um, you know, I talked to a parent recently, whose son, um, like loved reselling shoes for money. Cause he was like this, um, passionate about the, the shoe industry and the trends and stuff. So it doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. And sometimes you can combine the two. So that particular student loved shoes and also was really um, interested in coding. And so when you think of those, um, you want to take those passions and spread them out in a really big way. So something that colleges look for is how is your daughter um, giving back to the greater community? How is she involved? How is she learning? How is she helping herself, but also helping others? And so you take those passions and instead of just randomly being kind of good at everything, let's say she loves tennis and coding, then you would say, okay, like maybe I'll make an app about um, like tennis meetups for kids nearby. Mm. Maybe I'll do a fundraiser for students who can't afford new rackets. Maybe I'll do an internship at, you know, or, or uh, teach summer camp coaching tennis students. So you want your, your child to have to, a story to tell 
that really revolves around one to two things. And when you can combine two things, that's when it gets even stronger because you don't have to be the best tennis player in the world. You can be the best tennis coder, right? You know, whatever that story is. And that's what colleges are interested in. And then, of course, making a greater impact. So the more that, um, you know, your child is helping the greater community on top of just being passionate and curious and learning, that's the greatest story to tell. And then I think inside the course, that's when you're like, okay, I have this story, but now how do I tell that to colleges? What colleges are right for me? And that's where you get into all the tactics. But that's the greatest advice I can give. I love that. I think in talking with college students and parents, for that matter, yeah. There is this insistence of, well, they're good. They're just really good at everything. They're good at right. <laughs> school and they're great at, you know, they volunteer and they do this, yep. they do that. And it seems so vanilla, like, oh, great. You get your yes. kids amazing. <laughs> but the kids that, that tend to get noticed are the ones who, you know, they've, they are so obsessed with chess. They've won every state chess yes. championship yep. and they like, whatever, Minecraft or something, right? Like it's, they're right. so passionate about these two things and they figured out a way right. to make them intersect. Exactly, exactly. And it's the same way in life, right? Being, building a bigger life. Like I think it's a lesson that I didn't know when I was younger and applying to colleges. And as I've been learning this and teaching it, it's something I've applied to my own life. And I think it's super applicable for adults too of like building a business. When I, when I, people ask like, well, what should I start a business about? It's like, well, what do you care about? What do you, what do you never want to stop talking about? And that's yeah. what you should follow. So it, it works the same and it's going to lead them, you know, not only to being a stronger college applicant, but maybe starting to, you know, pick up skills that they'll want to, you know, carry on, whether it's their own business or working for somebody, it doesn't matter what they want to study. It all relates. And the more that they can really just hone in on the things they care about, not doing things to do things, they're going to be a stronger person for college and for life. Hmm. So cool. I I (laughs) assume in the course, there's some questionnaires or some ways of identifying what those those hot yeah. button things. Yeah, on. exactly. So inside the course, um, you know, there's basically lots of like mini video lessons um, on each topic. So it's not like super overwhelming. You can pick and choose and see, um, you know, follow along a really specific um, mini topic. So they're bite-sized and applicable, but within each of those videos. So when it's talking about, okay, you've identified your passions, let's say, how do you choose those extracurricular activities? So there's a worksheet that has like different buckets to think about to then fill out and say, um, you know, these are the things that we could then, you know, it's basically kind of help brainstorming. What do you do next from there? And then when you're thinking about what college do I want to attend, you know, there's a list of questions that are very specific to guide, you know, how big of a school do you want? What size? Where do you want? And questions that, I hadn't considered when I thought to go to college and that you probably wouldn't either, um, that are actually really important. So yeah, all of those kind of worksheets are there to go along with it. It's amazing. How long, how long did it take you to put it all together? A very, like about a year to be honest. And part of that, um, I had back surgery in the middle of it. So I was kind of like a little bit out for a while and I was also working on something else full time. Um, I think I could do it a whole lot faster now, but yeah, it took me about a year to, to really put it together. And I worked hard to make sure it was all of the information I knew was really helpful and really impactful, but also, um, you know, condense and something that wouldn't take forever. Like parents can get through it pretty quickly and really learn. And it really makes an impact. Like the results I'm hearing from parents are, so fantastic of, of the, like, you know, we had no idea what we were doing before. And now we feel like, you know, we know what we're doing. We have this guide and it's really helpful for parents of freshmen, sophomore, juniors, and, you know, seniors who are in the heart of it. So I say the earlier you can start, 
the more comfortable you're going to feel because, you know, you, you have the roadmap, even if you're not doing some of the things right now, it's like that fear of the unknown and the same with business, right? If you know what you're going to get into later, it's just not as scary. Totally. I think people need a road, they, they need a roadmap. They need a framework to follow. Yes. And yeah. it is so nebulous about how do I choose a college <laughs> and what am I looking at? And, you know, yeah, all that stuff is, is very confusing. It is overwhelming confusing. So I'm there to help parents. Do you have an kids. offer for them? We talked about this before. What's what what can you provide to my audience? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those who, who do have kids in this area, um, if you go to talkcollegetome.com slash bigger life. Um, I have a download that basically is a whole timeline of year by year for freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, um, like a month by month, like super simplistic of like, here's the checklist of the things um, that you should be signing up for, starting to do, starting to think about leadership roles, all of that. So you can head over there and we can talk maybe in the notes um, to give your audience a special discount for the course as well. Love it. Love it. Talkcollegetome.com forward slash bigger life. Yes. Um, and I love that. Talk college to me. Hey, it's like, <laughs> yeah, try to be a little more casual. Like, like, I don't, I want to be a real person helping people, not like the super scholarly, like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they're like robots of nobody talking. So I'm a real person really here helping people. I can attest to this. She is a real person. I'm, <laughs> I'm a real human being. <laughs> she was, she was very gracious about some tech issues ahead of time. So this is, <laughs> we worked through it. Marissa's very real. Uh, Marissa, what books for you have made a profound impact on your life? Oh my gosh. Well, I want to first start by saying, if you had asked me three years ago what to read, I would have been like, I don't read. I don't like reading. And then, then, yeah, I was like, I'm over that. I did that in school. I don't want to do it. And now I'm like, I think I've read like 50 books like this year and it's only halfway done. So I've become obsessed with three biggest that have really impacted me on this journey. Um, first and foremost was, I know several people on your show have said this, but the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, um, really just made me realize that there was another world, another way to live and to work. Two is the big leap by Gay Hendricks. Um, and this one is just really good to say, you know, take that leap, no matter what it is in life to feel fully fulfilled, or you're never going to be operating at your greatest potential. And the third is it starts with why by Simon Sinek. And this is really, um, it's like, okay, you know, there's another life, you know, you want to take a leap and this is helping you to understand like, what do you love? What are you curious about? And why are you building the business that you are? So those are, those are the big three. Cool. And you clearly answered the question why and figured out <laughs> yes. this was the product, right? Like this is what, what you want to bring to the world. Yeah. My ultimate goal, like my why is I want to help people live the best lives that they can. And at this moment, that is the most passionate way that I know how to do that is to help kids and help parents get to colleges and the place that's really going to help them like launch them, launch themselves in their adult life. So that's where I am right now. And, you know, that could, I, what I love about it is like, that's my why. And, you know, in five years that may change. It may be doing something different. Who knows? But as long as I'm following that why, that's all that matters. Yeah. Very cool. All right. I got three rapid fire questions for you. You ready? Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. Number one, number one is how many scholarships <laughs> did you win in college? Oh, gosh. Um, I can't even remember. I didn't. 
to be honest, when I went to college, I didn't even know that scholarships were like a thing that I could do. Um, so I think there may have been like one local, like Atlanta one that I happened to come across. Um, but yeah, my message to kids would be like, there are scholarships for everything and I can teach you how to apply to them, but I didn't know that was a thing. So mm. yeah, bad answer there for me. Okay. Okay. What did uh, five or six or seven year old Marissa think she was going to be when she grew up? Five or six. I probably would have told you I might have been a professional soccer player <laughs> at that age. Um, I played soccer for a lot of years. I loved it. Okay, good. Yeah, a lot of lot of female soccer player positions out there in the world today, right? Professional <laughs> so many, so many. But I love the women who are doing it, and I follow them. Yes. The biggest fear you have about living in Bali is what? Oh, gosh. I have, I mean... My bigger fear is not going to Bali, to be honest. Um, I know it's like the reverse of the question, but like I'm just so excited to get there, to meet people, to work remotely, to give it a shot because I've been thinking about it for so long. So my biggest fear is really staying not and not going. Mm, okay, I love that. I love that answer. <laughs> a little bit. Um, how do people get more of you other than talkcollegetome.com? Are there other places we can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to the website, that's kind of the main hub of it. But we have a Facebook group. Um, if you search Talk College to Me on Facebook, there's a page, there's a group um, for parents. You can follow me on Instagram um, at mlmedin is my personal account for those who want to follow along on my travels, my life. Um, see yeah. Some, see some Balinese pictures over there. Exactly. So that's, that's where I'm hanging. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I think what you're doing is incredibly important. Um, you, not, not just the course, but also pursuing a bigger life as you see what that looks like and, and showing other people that it's possible. Yes. And I want to thank you so much for, for sharing this message and having a platform for other people to build a bigger life and, um, to see, you know, with all the people that you're interviewed, it looks different for everybody. And so, um, I just love the message that you share and what you're doing. So thank you so much for, for having me. I appreciate that very much. We'll talk soon next time. Uh, yeah, soon. And from, from Bali or Thailand or somewhere, somewhere in Southeast Asia. I love it. Thanks, Marissa. Thanks so much, Adam. Thanks for tuning in to the show. Every one of my interviewees has certain things in common, which I've summarized in the blueprint available at buildabiggerlife.com. It contains the nine core tenets extracted from each of the past interviews and will get you started building your own version of a bigger life. If you liked what you heard on the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Until next time.